This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, June the 23rd, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Solo this morning as Homer is on his way to Rupert, Idaho for his 30-year high school reunion. I didn't know people went to their 30-year high school reunions. But, hey, any excuse to get out of the oven is a good one. Uh, so you're just stuck with me this morning. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Uh, don't forget the website at allamericangold.com. Check out all the news to disturb the comfortable. You can order online. You can pretty much spend all day out at allamericangold.com. We update that website Monday through Friday uh, every week with hundreds of articles, uh, probably 20, 30 videos. I mean, you can literally spend an entire day out there. Of course, the podcast is there uh, as we continue to work to streamline that as well. Today is the day that, at least if you believe the mainstream media, the whole world hangs in the balance as the U.K. is voting whether or not to leave the Eurozone, uh, it does appear that they've gotten control of it. You know, last week, the leaving was winning the race, and then, of course, there was the murder, assassination, whatever you want to call it, of Joe Cox, which seemingly turned the tide, and now... It looks, if the polls are to be believed anyway, heading into this morning, that they were going to stay in. Uh, the pound is rather, matter of fact, the dollar's down pretty big, uh, 93.40. That's why I said yesterday, I don't, really don't think it matters a whole lot for gold. Uh, I think the downside for gold is probably pretty minimal, uh, because if they do stay, then the, the pound gets stronger and, you know, all that currency stuff that really a bunch of uh, nothing, but we'll talk about that a a little later. Uh, There was news of an attack in Germany. Uh, The details are still coming out. I know that uh, an assailant is dead, uh, shots fired at a movie theater, Uh, German police not releasing the name, uh, just saying the person was deranged. Uh, outside of that, we had some economic data here at home that we'll get to. Uh, new home sales uh, missing the mark. Yesterday we had existing home sales, so we'll tell you uh, what happened there in both the existing and new home markets. Uh, and had a another one of those very confusing reports when you look at it all between. We had first-time jobless claims out today as well. And it just kind of leaves you walking away with things haven't really changed a whole lot at all. When you look here at at what's going to come down in the the future, so let's let's just say that the UK stays. 
If it doesn't stay, by the way, tomorrow's going to be a very crazy day. Uh, the polls in England, just so you know, they don't do exit polls. Matter of fact, the media isn't allowed to do anything really as far as talking to people that have voted or saying anything about people that voted until after the polls, the polls close. Uh, and so we won't know the results until sometime late tonight. Um, and so when you wake up uh, tomorrow morning, uh, you'll know exactly what's happening. Those of us on the West Coast here, uh, you may be, if you stay up a little later, uh, you may be able to to know the results of the Brexit. But there was a couple of things that got released yesterday and again. When you have bad news, it is always best to release it when people are looking at something else. Right now, and I will say this: they, they, the the powers to be, they're very good at doing just that. And, and some, this happened again this week. So everybody's been talking Brexit. We've been talking about the Brexit, and and everybody's saying, "Oh no, if the if the UK leaves, it's the end of the new world order." And then all of a sudden. Denmark will want to leave, the Finland will want to leave, France will want to leave, and then it'll just be chaos. And, and you saw all these currency moves and all of these other things. And, and like I said, of course, it looks like, at least it appears anyway, that they've gotten control of the situation. But while all that was going on, right here at home, we released a report yesterday talking about the ability of the United States to be able to continue paying for Social Security and Medicare. And according to the results, American hospital bills or the ability of the government to pay for hospital bills and, well, let's face it, health care in general, will now be exhausted in 2028. Of course, this is the latest number. Remember what I've told you. By 2025, forget about it. It's really all of them. Social Security is going to be broke. Medicare is going to be broken. Now, based on this number, we're not going to get to 2025 on Medicare, thanks to Obamacare. According to the trustees, They released their combined results for the Social Security and the Medicare Trust Funds. We're going to talk all about that next Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dot. Patriot Radio News Hour. The Double Joe Jaquin here, 800-951-0592. Talking about things right here at home, Medicare and Social Security, uh, the trust fund was out with their every year. Once a year, we get an update, and they they take all the data, and they look at what's still left in the trust funds, and then they try to hypothesize as to what future spending is going to be, and then they come up with, how long we have until they're insolvent. Now remember, 
This problem we fixed way back in the early 1980s. You know, you may have heard of this guy. Alan Greenspan was his name. Ronald Reagan was the president. And they had came up with the concept of the trust fund because they said they knew, hey, we've got a problem. You know, we've got all you baby boomers. And think back to the 80s, the baby boomers were, you know, in their 30s. And eventually you guys are going to want to retire. So we need to get ready now. And we're going to to charge you way more than we need to. Because up until that point, you know, Social Security, Medicare, were, were pay-as-you-go. And what I mean by that is the government would adjust the payroll tax, your FICA tax, based on how much money it spent the previous year. And so every couple of years, three, four, five years, depending, they'd make a little adjustment. Instead of paying, let's say, 2%, hey, we're going to have to bump it up to 2.4%, you know, something like that. And then you'd go along like that for three, four, five, six years. And they're like, okay, we're starting to spend a little more. Uh, Now we need 2.6%. Well, in the early 80s, they decided that, hey, you know what we need to do? We need to tax them now, and we'll put the money away for them. And that way, when they we get to the new millennial, we won't have a problem. We'll have plenty of money. And, of course, you all know the story. They raised uh, the taxes, a huge tax raise. At the same time, you know, they... they and they got away with it by cutting all the tax, you know, the big Reaganomics tax cuts. Of course, part of the tax cuts was a huge tax increase for everybody that was working. And as the story goes, you know, they were going to put it away in a lockbox for everybody that was going to retire to use when they get to retirement age. Unfortunately for all of us, By the time the bill became law, when they signed that into law, there was a provision in there that said that the government was not allowed to touch the money. But in order for everybody to vote for it, they took that part out. And, of course, the government spent the money. Which is why, you know, when we look at the budget deficit and they talk about this Social Security trust fund, there's no money in these trust funds. There is no trust fund. I mean, there's a filing cabinet somewhere in Washington, D.C. with a bunch of IOUs in it. But there's no money there. They spent it all. And then they pretended like that they were doing a better job than they would have with the debt. So now we sit, in the, and according to the trustees, they now say that both Medicare and Social Security is going to be spending more than what they're bringing in. In other words, it's time to go get the money from the trust fund. Part of the reason why when I talk about debts, 
when I tell you, you know, this year's debt, $540 billion. More, we're going to go into more debt in 2016 than the first 195 years that we were a country. $540 billion. And I said, but before we get to 2020, it's going to be a trillion every year. By 2025, the number's going to be closer to $2 trillion. And how do I know this? Am I Nostradamus? Am I Karnak? You know, Karnak from, was that, Johnny Carson? I, I, I'm none of those things. I just know how to do basic math. But I'm not talking about complicated math. Right? We're not using abstract or imaginary numbers. We're not using quantitative mathematics. We're not doing it calculus or geometry. You don't need to know the circumference of a circle. You don't need to know pi r squared. You don't need to know velocity rates or any of those things. You just have to know how to add. Now, are they a lot of zeros at the end of it? Sure. They're big numbers. But, you know, you do it simply like I do. I just ch- chop off all the zeros. Right? And you just do real, real easy math. And the real easy math, the trust funds came out and said, starting to not look so good anymore. Both Medicare and Social Security are going to be spending more money than they earn. I like how they use the word earn, that they earn. They didn't earn anything. What they did is took it out of what we earn. Because let's face it, the government can do a better job of saving your money than you can. I mean, really what it is is it's just government debt disguised as a, what, as a benefit to you. And they come out every year and every week, every other week, every month, depending on how you get paid. And they hit you up with these, the taxes for Social Security and Medicare. And according to the annual report card, Social Security did okay. It really did. Of course, it only did okay because any of you that are on Social Security, fortunately I'm not yet, not that old. But in three out of the last seven years, you've gotten no cost of living adjustment at all, zero. You know, you want another reason why there's no economic growth in America? Real simple. We got over 50 million people that get Social Security checks every year. And their check essentially has been the same amount for almost seven years. It's gone up a little bit, but three out of the seven has had zero increases. By the way, the first 30-some-odd years since the new way of doing it, there's never been a year, and I, a matter of fact, never been a year without a cost of living adjustment until the, the the last seven years. According to the trustees, as it stands right now, you're only going to get a two-tenths 
of a percent increase in next year's Social Security check. Essentially, you're going to get nothing again. Now, the good part of that is at least for this year, it stayed the same. In other words, they're going to be out of money in 2034. Don't worry, because it gets worse. Even with no COLA adjustments, let's just say we stopped it altogether. In other words, hey, listen, we can't afford it. It's going broke. You're never going to get a cost of living adjustment again. You're still only going to make it to 2025. But right now, it's at 2034. Medicare, on the other hand, you know, the government just fixed it, allegedly. All they did is they moved some money around. They moved some money around, and and it was supposed to be out of money in 2017. They played a bunch of games and then said, hey, it's going to be just like Social Security, be, be run out around the same time. Then it was 2030. This year, 55 million Americans will now exhaust their Medicare two years sooner than just last year. They're now saying 2028 is the latest in the revision. And they said that, the you know, and I'll tell you the biggest reason. Everybody on Obamacare is getting all these subsidies, but they're not going to say that in this report. But they said the trust fund is going to face depletion earlier than was forecast just last year due to the slight revisions in projected incomes and costs. And and they use the word slight. As all of you know, the cost is starting to skyrocket again. You know, we had that little, during the, the bad years of the Great Recession, we had a slowdown. We had a slowdown in the cost of health care. At least that's what they told everybody. I didn't see any slowdown. But nonetheless, the slowdown is gone. And a matter of fact, we're making up for lost time. The increase last year was much bigger. The increase this year is going to make last year's increase look like it was just child's play. So when this trustees report comes out next year, as it does, like I said, once a year, they're going to come out and say the trust fund's going to be depleted earlier because we had another slight revision to the cost and the failing health care costs. They said falling health care costs in recent years. This is the government now. Only they can come out and tell you health care costs were falling have provided greater breathing room. However, it looks like those have ended and now are picking up steam. They did, however, point out that Social Security did not receive any cost of living increase because of falling energy prices, and it said that that was allowing them to leave their expiration date, if you will, to 2034. In Wednesday's report, it said it's currently forecasting an increase of just two-tenths of a percent for 2017. It says both programs are set to rise due to the aging U.S. population, making it difficult for the government to outrun the solvency problem 
even by sharply boosting economic growth. In other words, there's real no way out. Can't grow your way out of this one. Says Medicare and Social Security now account for 41% of all federal spending. It was 36% five years ago. So every year, it's been tacking on a percent. And this is kind of my thing. I don't know where the falling costs come from if you're saying you're tacking on a percent a year. So, why you know, you, you just start doing some simple math. And by 2025, over half of the federal government, is over half the money is going to be spent on just these two programs. And this is how I come out and am able to tell you, hey, listen, here's where the debts are going to be. You know, we talk about, you know, Brexit, no, what are we going to do? And you hear uh, everybody weigh in about free trade and jobs and the border and all of the other stuff. Right? We talk about Federal Reserve and, and interest rates. They can't raise rates. This is why I keep telling you, rates have to go negative. They have to. The deficit's going to be $40 trillion 10 years from now. Can't afford to pay any interest on that. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Uh, as England and the U.K., Scotland, Ireland headed are at the polls today. Uh, we'll know those results tomorrow. And, you know, the only good side of this, at least the way I look at it, is you at least it gives us the opportunity to understand what we've been saying for a long time. This is a global problem. It really, truly is. You know, what, what they're voting for in the U.K. is it's about sovereignty, right? It's about trade. It's about uh, having control over what happens in your country. And what people in the U.K. realize is that they've given up a lot of these rights or control, whatever you would like to call it, in order to be part of this new global order, the new world order. And and you see the same thing in this presidential election here in the United States. You see the problems in Spain. Matter of fact, Spain's having their second election in six months. Nobody wants to talk about all the riots, huge riots again in France today. Right, and all of these countries and the worry, and you, you're starting to hear more about it now that they think they're going to win. In other words, that the UK is going to stay. They're starting to let you know, hey, if they had bailed, all these other countries are going to start bailing too. And then this whole new world order system may may all fall apart. Which, if you ask me, needs to happen. Because if you really start looking at when did all of these declines start, right? you start thinking about when did all of a sudden we start running these massive deficits? When did we stop 
growing the middle class. When did wages stop keeping up with the cost of living? And it all coincides with the exact same time frame, which really had to do with what? Really had to do with free trade, really had to do with big business, really had to do with the elite wanting to get richer. Right, and you look at inequality and inequalities at you know record highs and all pay and inequality and all that stuff, and the answer is really simple. You know, yesterday, uh, and the clip was way too long. Jim Cramer did a little thing, but it was over ten minutes long, where he said, you know, there's just too much of everything, and he was saying we've got too many stores. We've got too many airlines. We've got too many trucking companies. We've got too many pharmaceutical companies. We got too many oil companies. We got too many drilling companies. And and then he went on to say how government regulation has been quashing a lot. You know, uh, who was it? Halliburton was getting together with, I, I forget who it was. They're trying to make a big merger. They shot it down. Staples, and I think it was Staples and Office Max. Is Office Max still around? Office Depot, Office Max, something like that. It got turned down, and they, they've been making all of these deals harder to do. Pfizer and Allergan try to combine. And the funny thing was, is, you know, he was arguing about government regulation. What I'm sitting there telling you is, this is what we asked for. Right? We've overbuilt it. Now we've got to consolidate it. Survival of the fittest. You look at the sporting goods industry, right? There's, I mean, who's left? Dicks? I guess Big Five. I mean, that's kind of a, they're kind of the low-end guy. But they're all gone. Look at all the supermarket chains that have come and gone. Albertsons and Safeway, they're all the same company. A lot, a lot of them, they still got the name, but they're all owned by one person. We see it in the media. We see it all over, and, and, and you've gotten this global consolidation all predicated around the same premise that started 40 years ago, 50 years ago. This is the new world order, right? And now countries are going to want it back. You look at job creation here in the United States, you want to know why it stinks? I'll tell you why it stinks. No one's making a new business. That used to be the lifeblood of the Americans' jobs market. And you know what? The lifeblood was never these big companies. Matter of fact, most of the big companies are, are layer offers. You know what I'm saying? They're in permanent layoff mode. Look at all the big banks. Look at all... The, the big, like, GEs and IBM and Caterpillar, John Deere, they're layer offers. And they've been laying off in this country forever and ever. And, and we just simply can't under quite figure out how to put our finger on the pulse of it. You know, the Wall Street Journal, after reading the report from the trustees, Here's what they wrote. The presidential contest so far has focused less on the looming solvency challenges 
and more on whether to expand Social Security benefits. So here, <laughs> here's the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, you guys just put out this report. It essentially said, hey, you know what? Best case scenario, we've got anywhere between 12 to 18 years, and this thing's done. And, of course, here's what the Wall Street Journal knows as well. They know how to do math as well, and they know every year forward, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, those numbers get get closer. You know, as I'm sitting here telling you, we got less than 10 years, and these things are going to go belly up. And they're talking about how to increase it. It said that Bernie Sanders pushed Hillary Clinton to support more generous benefits for retirees and to swear off any cuts. Positions that have grown popular on the left. Clinton said that she supports enhancing benefits for low-income retirees, and she said she backed some sort of increase in taxes on top earners to pay for it and to extend the solvency pro. Uh, well, I guess the the solvency problem. This says the solvency program. The president, Barack Obama, endorsed for the first time this month expanding Social Security benefits for current and future retirees. By raising taxes. Just a few years ago, he proposed slowing the growth rate of benefit increases as part of a fiscal deal with the Republicans that didn't materialize. The Republican Party, which has been open to an overall of Social Security, says that, uh, well, maybe they're changing their tune a little bit, but Donald Trump, he wants to save it without doing anything. Fortunately for all of us, the math doesn't add up. Something really interesting. You know, we're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about the Japanese myth when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 uh, before we get to the Japanese men, I promised I'd give you an update on the last couple of days' economic data. Yesterday, existing home sales came out. Uh, it did miss expectations, but sales were the highest they've been, uh, I want to say, since 2009, something like that, 2009, 2010. Uh, but it was, like I said, right in line, uh, 5.4 million, uh, which is nothing spectacular. Uh, nowhere close to where we were, forget about the bubble years, but nowhere close to where we were for the just the regular year. Uh, prices were up again. Now I uh, want to say existing homes, now the median price, 240000 uh, New home sales came out today, and that one missed bad, uh, well below expectations. And then the they took the... The, the number from April, which had been a great number, and revised it way lower, like over by 40000 a a haircut of, I want to say, almost 20%. Some, it was a big, big fall off in the number, and then, then this number was even lower than that. Uh, we were at, uh, I want to say, about 500 
in 50,000 new homes annualized rate. Uh, the peak, we are doing well over a million. So we're about half of where we were uh, before. Uh, we did have a drop in new home prices. A lot of that, though, there was some skewed data, like I said, from the prior month where they did a lot of revisions. Uh, but now their new home, I want to say, was two hundred and ninety thousand uh, dollars. Those were the two pieces of economic data. The first time jobless claims was two hundred and fifty-nine thousand. You know, we're back in these nineteen seventy jobless claims numbers, and we've been there all year, and really for the last couple of years, no one can quite figure it out. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you. Because the job market is like 1970, it really is. You know, here's the reality: we got we got about 100 million more people living in the country, but the jobs market's a 1970s jobs market. Not a lot of hiring, not a lot of firing, not a lot of people looking for work uh, because there's just not that much out there. Uh, and then the Federal Reserve, they have this monthly barometer. They track, I want to say, 70-some different categories. Only 20 of them were positive. All the other 50-some categories were negative. Uh, So that was kind of the mixed bag in the economic data. New home sales, bad. Uh, The Fed's report on, on 79 different categories of the economy was very negative. On the plus side, existing home sales was decent, uh, and jobless claims were, were low again. So that just to get, bring you up to speed. Uh, and then this one caught my eye yesterday because I was like, the Japanese mint had a theft. And I'm like, I don't think the Japanese mint makes any gold and silver coins. So I looked, and they don't. But Getting caught on the wrong side of a risky currency trade in today's climate can get nasty in a hurry. One worker for the Japanese Mint knows this all too well. Yukaru Umuno, a 54-year-old officer at the Mint's Tokyo branch, admitted to trading away so much money dabbling in foreign currency exchange that he had to resort to crime to cover his losses. Back in January, he allegedly told a subordinate to remove a 15-kilogram gold bar. That's a big gold bar, by the way. uh, Valued at $610,000 from a display case in the Mint's Museum. He told the subordinate it was for work purposes. Apparently the work purposes was he took it to a pawn shop and sold it. The the employee eventually became suspicious when the gold bar never made it back. Says they found it at a pawn shop in Tokyo. And and you know what caught my eye about it all? Because the Japanese mint, you know, they, they don't produce you know, silver eagles, gold coins, what have you, yen, silver yen, gold yen. But just like all these other Federal Reserves, you know, we've got Fort Knox, right, where we 
allegedly have all this gold stored, and the Japanese mint got a apparently had a huge gold bar in a display case at its mint. And you think about all of the uh, central banks around the world that are either adding to their gold holdings, bringing their gold holdings back home, and a, a an employee decided, hey, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to I'm going I'm to take that gold bar and I'm going to bring it to a pawn shop. Amazing! I just thought it just caught my eye. I just thought it was. Very interesting because they want people to have the illusion that the money somehow is backed by gold. Matter of fact, a lot of people in America still think that. And they're more than happy to allow you to continue to think that way. It's part of the reason why we have the gold at Fort Knox. Right, if we really have it there, who knows? They don't let us see it. They don't let us audit it. They don't let us do anything. We don't know. Did they lease it? What have they done with it? Who knows? But they at least want people to believe that this is the case. Apparently, the Japanese don't have very good security. But nonetheless, uh, what's a $600,000 gold bar between friends? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment on a Thursday. You know, during the break, I was thinking about because they gave the dimension of this bar, and and you kind of you can kind of understand how he got away with it. So here's a six hundred and ten thousand dollar gold bar. The gold bar was twenty centimeters in length, which is about it's not quite eight inches, seven point eight seven inches. 10 centimeters in width, which is less than four inches. And it was a little over an inch and a half high. So when you think about gold and and, and placing an order $610,000, I mean, that fits in your wife's purse. You could kind of put it in your pocket. I mean, it has to be a little deeper pocket, seven inches, but you put it in that angle, probably get it in there. You got those cargo shorts? It'll easily fit in that. Now, if you did the same thing in silver, you're thinking about about 60 shoeboxes of silver. Of course, in the silver, you know, each, each case of silver weighs 42 pounds. You do the math. You need a forklift to lift it all. But this is how small gold really is. When you talk about, hey, I want to do $600,000 worth of gold, how big of a safe would I need? Do I need to get a vault? Uh, no. No, you don't. You go out and buy the safe at the Costco, and don't worry, you'll have plenty of room left over. But uh, that was the the size of a $610,000 gold bar that that guy walked out of the Japanese mint now, let me be clear. The Mint Museum, uh, they, they don't, like I said, Tokyo doesn't do any Mint. Let's take a quick look here at the market. The Dow is up 150 today. Uh, the S&P's up 19. The Nasdaq's up 50. Gold's down 2 bucks, 
$1,263.80. Let's call it $1,264. Silver's actually higher, uh, $17.35. As everybody's going to wait and see what Brexit has or has not, whether they're going to stay in or leave. Obviously, if they leave, it's going to be a crazy day come tomorrow. Uh, if they stay in, I'm, I'm going to imagine less crazy, uh, just because that kind of seems like that's what they're pricing in. But either way, all of the the factors when you look at at gold will will gold jump if they if they say we're out. Absolutely. Is it going to matter five years from now? Not at all. Ten years? Uh-uh. Because gold's going to be much, much higher. And really, why do you say that? How do you know that? Well, like I said at the beginning, simple math. We're in trouble. We don't want to acknowledge that we're in trouble. I mean, just look at the, the what the trustees said about Social Security and Medicare. And all you hear these politicians talk about is increasing it. Hey, how do we get more people more money? And, and really, that's just the name of the game. When you don't have a job, when there's not enough work to go around, when you only can work part-time, you need to get money from somebody. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back tomorrow with our Brexit show on Friday. Everybody enjoy your Thursday. Take care. And we'll talk again tomorrow.